0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Real Talk NFT, where we talk all things Web3. Super excited to have on Elena today, uh, from calling in from Istanbul, actually, my first international podcast recording. Uh, she's also the CEO of Jinhua and also had a ton of experience with Rarible, One Thirty Seven pm and Vayner. But uh, I'm not going to do justice, so uh, please tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what inspired you into Web3. Of
1: course. Thank you so much for having me on. It's my pleasure. I've uh, I've been in crypto for a minute now, uh, four or five years, and uh, my background's in technology ethics. So I was fascinated by the impact of Web 2 technologies, social media companies, into people's psychology, from data privacy to understanding how they impact us, our psychologies, our sense of truth, democracies, and everything. And um, I thought maybe, you know, we could find some solutions in crypto. So that's how I got interested in uh, crypto, because I was fascinated by the concept of decentralization and how when you understand the roots of blockchain, pretty much what you can do is limitless. The sky is actually the limit. And I really believe that we can resolve some of the issues around data privacy mm. and um And decision-making with crypto. So that's how I got started. Uh, Worked at Threefold Foundation, which is a layer zero blockchain, um, completely focused on climate. It's planet first, people second. Mm -hmm. And uh, went on from there to, you know, Wayner 3, worked with a couple of clients there like PepsiCo and Coinbase. Did some work with Variable, uh, 137, but I really enjoy focusing on the ethical side and making sure that while we build these technologies that we're aware of the implications and we don't repeat the same mistakes of Web2 companies.
0: Wow, that sounds something I need to learn about, truly, because I I firstly don't know the big issues with Web2. Can you educate us? of that and kind of how Web3 is positioned maybe to fix some of those?
1: Of course. I think the most straightforward I would imagine is the data privacy part, because, mm-hmm. I mean, as I'm sure you know, the the monetary system and the how Web2 companies make money is through collecting and selling our data to different companies right. and uh, third-party um, cookies, right? And mm-hmm. that is so widespread and data is actually the most valuable thing in the world right now. It's more valuable than oil which Hmm. says something, right? (laughs) So we need to be able to take control of our data and that's I think the premise of Web3 where we can read, right? Web1 was read only and then Web2 was read and write Mm -hmm. where we are the content creators of the internet. And with Web3 we can now own the data, own the the different content that we create and perhaps also get some benefits from that.
0: Mm. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Because when I go onto the Web2 websites right now, I'm sure you see it. Almost every website I see has a little pop-up asking if I want to opt in for the cookies or they're targeted. And it's quite annoying actually to have to click on each site to, you know, set the standard for that particular website. So, Yeah, owning my own data and having you know control of that definitely seems very very important uh, for 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 myself at least.
1: Exactly, I think another big issue that we are facing right now is about the psychological impact of social media companies, and you know we see these very terrifying charts and information about how little kids, especially especially Mm. little girls, are feeling so terrible about themselves and. You know, people create accounts as 13-year-olds old and the content that is being served to them is so self-destructive and completely is destructing young people's confidence before they even get a chance to establish their identity. And I think a big part of that is the creators of Web2 companies are people who, you know, relatively are people who never really felt unsafe. You know, it's a very small demographic of uh, white cis men usually building these companies, you know, age 25 to 35. And we need to be able to build products that is serving everybody. And to be able to do that, we must involve different people and diverse groups of ideas and thoughts into the decision-making processes so we can ensure that We're building safe products for everyone and hopefully through, you know, decentralized autonomous organizations and uh, uh, decision making um, structures from crypto could potentially help with that. But I think there's also, I mean, representation in Web3 is also not great. We have our own issues in Web3, but perhaps there is um, more awareness around the topic and uh, we can we have a new chance of building a better web.
0: Yeah, I definitely heard about that discrepancy in Web 2, obviously. Web 3, definitely, because I run a podcast and I've been searching for female or underrepresented voices to get onto the show. I went to VCon just yesterday and I immediately sought out uh, Boss Beauties. They had a booth there and Ward of Women, uh, which I actually own one for the wifey. And yeah, just finding the voices to highlight those, that alone is a little bit difficult, actually, in Web 3. And which kind of segues us uh, pretty nicely into the next topic, which uh, a lot of people brought up in the conference, actually, that AI might help with kind of leveling the playing field, Uh, you know, having more points of data from, you know, real demographics versus just a targeted group, like you mentioned, a a predominantly male demographic or or test studies, Um, it could yeah, so I've heard that a bit. Maybe you can touch upon it more. I'm not the expert there. I, and I think that Gene Wah and your platform are working with AI a little bit more than I am. So if there's anything you want to highlight about that and maybe the ways that AI are helping a little bit, if it is, um, please let us know.
1: Exactly. I think with AI, it's technology ethics on steroids.
0: Right? Mm. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> dangers, wow, um... never heard that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I think I just made that up. But um, I mean, the dangers are even bigger, but op- Opportunities are as well. So the decisions become even more important. And I think the Silicon Valley mindset of uh, build things, you know, break things, um, build fast, break things, that just doesn't cut it here because AI is just, it can get very dangerous really quickly. So we need to be even more thoughtful in Mm -hmm. what we're building and the kinds of data that we're putting in, right? So we can, I mean, we can take like, two scenarios where you know where it could hurt really terribly to let's say women and underrepresented groups is the existing hiring processes already favor men over women hmm. and uh, you know and white people over black people for example mm-hmm. and uh, if we take the existing data and feed it into ai right. ai will reason that women are worse than men or they should be paid less than less than men and that is not based on facts AI cannot tell facts AI cannot be the teller of truth we need to tell AI what is the truth and AI can reason after knowing that but we as humans must do the morality and do the ethical part to decide what we want our future to look like so if we just Perpetuate the same existing biases by feeding these wrong um, wrongdoings into AI, we will only just make it worse and exact. Just make make it even bigger of a problem because it will automate these injustices. So that's like a really bad scenario that I can see where we need to be mindful of. But you know, on the other side of the coin, there are all, of course so many opportunities. with mm-hmm. education, you know, something that we work on is to democratize access to analytics and financial tools. Because I see, especially in our ecosystem as well, with, you know, Blur and Nonsense, Blur is dubbed for pro traders. Nonsense mm-hmm. is 12k a year. Mm-hmm. It's not accessible to everyone. Right. So how can we utilize AI to make it more easy to understand because I've seen so many difficult user interfaces. You know, I've been in crypto for a while. It's even scary for me. I can't even imagine, you know, we can imagine an artist or someone who is a caretaker or Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: works a different job but is interested in this ecosystem, Be not be as powerful as pro traders and, and crazy, you know, people who are super involved in financial uh, systems. But mm-hmm. why why do we not want to serve everybody? Why don't we create the same opportunities for everyone to participate and have agency and power and and understand their portfolios so they can make informed decisions?
0: Yeah, you you hit it on the nose. Understanding portfolio is something I've been in the crypto and NFT space for a while. I've tried to collect everything underneath the sun and understanding my portfolio even to this day is a hot mess. Having AI hopefully that can help would would definitely give me a clear picture of how to make how to make decisions because when I look at my portfolio, I mean, and you understand it's better than most, uh, it's not dynamic. the 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 managers, the portfolio managers today is just very flat. It's not intuitive because every NFT collection has their own uh, ranking system, their own rarities. So I I never can get a pulse on my portfolio, let alone keep track of all the eight different wallets I have and make <laughs> and make a, 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 a educated decision. So uh, definitely, I hope, you know, Genwaga definitely help with that and provide just better, you know, just a user experience because I am that average person. I don't have a blockchain background, although I did work in, you know, the Silicon Tech Valley because I'm in the Bay Area, but I don't have the blockchain background to even understand that. So uh, it's good to hear that um, AI, I, from my understanding of what you're saying is that it will help that user experience.
1: Exactly. We just want to make it ex- as accessible as possible, utilizing the state of the art new technologies that we're being offered to.
0: Yeah. So yeah, y- you mentioned it briefly there. Uh, so what what is Genoa and and uh, what is the mission that you guys are looking to p- accomplish? I think you just said it.
1: Of course. So our mission, like I mentioned, uh, is to democratize access to analytics and financial tools. Mm-hmm. But uh, our main product is actually our barter place. So. We noticed we can buy and sell NFTs, but especially during bear markets, it's kind of difficult to do that. It's not everybody has that liquidity. People don't really want to trade, you know, sell for less than what they bought for. And uh, overall, lack of uh, or decrease in trading volume affects everyone, especially lower uh, volume projects, right? Mm -hmm. Anything outside of the top 15 projects. So, I actually, what we're doing is very primal. Before money was invented, we traded stuff, right? We bartered. Mm-hmm. And we are providing this solution to the NFT ecosystem. So, anyone can come into our platform. We have uh, two options. People can send a peer-to-peer offer. So, let's say I have two polos and you have a pudgy penguin. And mm-hmm. I want... I want your Pudge Penguin, and instead of buying and having the liquidity to su- to do so, um, instead of selling my two Dutch followers, getting the money, and then sending an offer to you, we bring all these pro- all these different steps together, and I can just choose my two NFTs. If I want, I can crypto, and I can send it to you, and you can see the offer that's sent to you, and then decide to accept it or you can counter offer, and the other angle that we have which is very exciting is let's say i want a pudgy penguin it doesn't really matter which one so Mm -hmm. i can choose my two dead fellows and send an offer to all 10 well not 10,000 888 Mm -hmm. penguins with just one click so i think this will allow people to create a lot of peer-to-peer trading and Mm -hmm. uh, remove even the marketplace middlemen because our goal in Web3 is to remove as many middlemen as possible, right? So we want to just create the space where people can do that.
0: Wow, yeah, that's a new dynamic, Uh, having a trade offer for the entire collection. I've never heard of that one before. I've heard of platforms where you can trade NFTs, but those were not as uh, UX-friendly, I would say. I I stared... Clear away from those because it was more of a decentralized, more advanced stage platform. And then, to your note, uh, even a person like myself who's collected a lot of NFTs, I didn't really feel safe in, in that aspect. So, uh, although we want to remove a lot of middlemen, I think having a custodian like yourself that can help facilitate like the difficult language is definitely appreciated. Uh, having this platform now, um, what, what's like the biggest lessons that you learned, uh, or, or you know, uh, what's the biggest feedback that you got?
1: yeah I want to what is important to me is building community first mm. so we've been chatting with different communities um, to bring their communities into our platform and build what they want instead of going top down we want to go from bottom up because mm. we are a you know small team flexible and we don't have the hierarchical structures that much so we are able to, you know, ship any product kind of quickly. So let's say you want to see a statistics shown in a specific way, you can ask that from us and we can make that in a week or two. So that's been um, what has been exciting for me to, to work on. And just making sure that we push the user accessibility further Something that I wanna involve more is um, creating an accessible platform for people with disabilities because
0: mm. I don't
1: think we're serving them right now, and um, this is something that you know we didn't fully accomplish yet. But that's been on my mind because I just want to make sure that we open up space for anyone who is interested, not not just a specific demographic. Because why not, right? Why not? That's that's the goal of of Web3. That's the goal of decentralization, mm-hmm. at least yeah. for me.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, people and platforms are, are at least starting to provide more access to the, the underrepresented groups that you mentioned. At VCon, they had you know sign language for the entire conference. And I've seen that more now than ever before. I went to NFT conferences before and they didn't have any sign language before. So just seeing that now more so than before it's definitely a great thing to see. So yeah, and, and unbeknownst to me, I don't, I am unaware of how to even help individuals uh, like your like that. Uh, and so I'm going to leave that to you. And I look forward to the next iterations of uh, Genoa for that. <laughs> um, I hate to do this, but I'm going to step back uh, just a small step back into AI really quickly because uh, you do have some expertise there. How, how uh, no forgery is a big thing, right? I I think um, inflation is a big thing that you mentioned. What what's how is AI helping to fix some of that in the NFT world?
1: So one AI product, we're infusing AI in different angles of our product. Uh, We just want to make sure that we incorporate the new developments. Uh, There is a bunch of AI usage in statistics to make it more accessible and understandable, but we're also releasing Genoa GPT, which uses the Uh OpenAI's API. And we want to Create a chat box format which we all use it now, we all love it. It's you know <laughs> part of our lives at this point. I, I use chat all the time, and uh, we want to a- enable real live uh data so a person can ask, you know, what is the top trading volume NFT collection last week, mm-hmm. or can go even more detailed into understanding the statistics and can ask, you know. Make it, tell me this in a, in a more understandable way. Tell me mm-hmm. this in a less technical way. So by incorporating the AI chatbot, you want to further the accessibility um, mission and, and our values. And on the, um, you also mentioned um, forgery. Mm-hmm. But AI, I, I'd say, you know, in the forgery angle, NFTs, of course, with uh, authentication, it helps to you know, authenticate a physical or digital object, thus helping with forgery. I haven't really thought about it and the AI angle, but I'm curious if you had any
0: thoughts about that. Yeah, no, I think I think just real time data. Once AI is capable of accessing that in lightning speed and verifying. You know if that's a true blockchain contract that's been around for longer than five minutes right because if it's been around for only five minutes it's probably a fake collection or a trader so just instantaneously seeing that versus the naked eye we're looking at oh we're gonna we're gonna accept this trade but the wallet just got created you know five hours ago it's like something uh imagined just faster than the human brain can research or analyze um would be instantaneously uh, verify it in a way, right? So having that check mark um, from AI, I believe will make things a lot safer because there's so much, so many scams on on every single day um, in Web3 that uh, I believe that's why a lot of users uh, still stay away from that because it's hard being your own bank. It's, But I think AI would probably fix a lot of those problems uh, uh, because of their lightning speed and, and access to d- real-time data.
1: Yeah, that's super interesting. L- like you said, you know, AI can... It, AI could very much easy make it easier and faster to detect if a NFT uh, is copied, you know, mm-hmm. by just running it across different uh, collections, or it could check if um, it would be. I mean, pattern recognition is one thing that mm-hmm. AI does exceptionally well. So if there is a fraudulent activity, it can probably detect it way faster than our current system. So. Yeah, that, that's super interesting and hopefully it's going to you know, push us toward a safer ecosystem.
0: Yes, I, I firsthand know, unfortunately, a lot of people who got scammed from, you know, just exactly what I just mentioned. Just not having the ability to peek behind the curtain or not knowing how or just maybe just lazy to do so because they're so excited. Because in the NMT world, when I've been interviewing a lot of people, um, excitement is what really the scammers prey on because they use that instance of excitement to take advantage of like a, a vector of uh, where they could go in and just you know take all your assets unfortunately or crypto. Uh, so yeah, I look forward to I look forward to Jean Wa helping with that. Um, and I saw something mentioned that was actually it looks pretty interesting. You guys are doing a lot of first like the, the chat box with AI integration, I've only started seeing that this week on advertisements. I saw crypto.com advertise their first uh, chat box. Uh, but to have but, but to know that you guys had it already and, and working that's very exciting because i haven't seen anyone integrate that so i'm going to test it out i'm super excited to test it out uh looks like you guys are like like i mentioned you know integrating a lot of it so i'd love to see that because um uh, it's, it's moving so fast and it's good to see you guys keep up with that
1: appreciate it love your thoughts
0: <laughs> and yeah so the term i was mentioning is uh, autonomous nft trader because there's so much going on right now there's, well, that sounds very exciting. It, it sounds like something that I could you know do well on as an average you know nFT collector or potentially investor. Uh, what, what do you, can you touch lightly on that or, or even go deep if you want?
1: Yeah, so that's a product that we haven't launched yet. So mm. I'll give you sort of the sense of it. And uh, that'll pretty much be again, assisting people in uh, in trading. And currently, you know on our website, you can see, if uh, the estimated value of NFTs, if an NFT is underpriced or overvalued. So we ha- we are already offering these metrics and autonomous NFT trader will be that. But, you know, when you can uh, create buy and sell in, mm-hmm. um, in DeFi tokens, for example, yeah. you can say if it goes over this, buy, if it goes under that, sell. Um, so kind of that with more details, and mm-hmm. you'll be able to create a, you know, if Pudge Penguin floor goes below three ETH, you know, buy right. it with, with this, or send an offer with, my, with these three NFTs. So we'll be able to give you the tools to not have to be on your computer to make those trades, but mm-hmm. perhaps create some triggers that can be um, execute that you can prepare beforehand.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Cause there's a lot of projects that I keep my eye on looking for a certain price point point. and that sounded awesome. If I, you know, could just utilize a, a platform or system to extend myself cause you know, uh, resources are limited uh, and there's a lot of NFT projects that are exciting out there. Uh, awesome. With that being said, wh- what's your favorite NFT collection? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Of course. So in my as like a community I'd say I am an MFer. Okay. <laughs> I love <MFers. laughs> I've met with several of them, IRL, and I've connected best with my fellow MFRs. so I have to call them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I love world of women, of course. You know, I sport and especially buy from women led Projects, women in Weapons, uh, My BFF, Hug. Um, so I follow these projects really closely. Um, but yeah, and you know, in terms of community, I- I'm gonna have to go with Emma <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah, I think that's your Twitter profile, if I'm not mistaken.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a doodle, but I'm like mm-hmm. I feel like an Emma so I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no. I think mine's yeah. I identify the ones here, so yeah. There's certain ones that the community really draws you, and that's what I love about NFTs. That it's connecting me to people that or individuals that I would never normally have the chance to connect with that share the same uh, likes. Yeah, well, I that's see. Awesome.
1: The be friends, toy there too. I mean, I, I of course have to connect you know, be friends as well because the uh, Vayner team. But right. um, <laughs> how, how about you? Do you have a fave?
0: Yeah, most recently I've been loving you know NFTs that give me in real life utility. And most recently, I um, Starbucks. I got like four or five of their NFTs, and mm. they gave me free Starbucks for thirty days straight. And here's the kicker: I don't, prior to NFTs, I never even drank Starbucks. <laughs> so, I, I, but I found it really a, a great use case, something that I, I got to collect, enjoy, and connect with people and I, I'm giving away coffees every day like I'm Santa Claus, like I'm sending it to my friend in New York, New Jersey, uh, Texas. So it's something that I've, I've had a lot of fun just in the most recent you know day or week even. So that's the current one that I'm most excited about because it's a big brand that I'm, and they're very hands-on asking the community, hey, what do you guys want? What benefit would you want to see next? So it's great to see a, a big company embracing it integrating it like like we we all knew that it would right but it's great to see that behind the curtain um, into what it may be in the future I'm just very I'm very excited for community members like you mentioned community is such a big thing bottom up I'm so excited for communities and fans and because that's why I love nfts because I saw it as a true way for a brand or a creator to engage with the community and have reciprocal benefits because prior to that, that wasn't possible, right? Before the blockchain, you were just a consumer. But as a consumer now, there is a way to get, you know, benefits and utility from your favorite brands or, or, or IPs or, or fashion houses or or whatever it may be. So I, I really love, you know, Web three for that aspect because uh, I'm not sure about you, but me, I spend a lot of money, on a lot of things, and but if I could get a little bit back. Maybe that's the Asian gene in me. You know, that's something that will keep me coming back to that brand or creator or whatnot.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's in Turkish people, too, so I feel you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but that's that's really cool. I didn't know, yeah, I have to recheck the Starbucks because I feel like utility NFGs are going to be the next, you know, hype about it because people want to see more real-life responses and, and what they can get now. But it reminded me of um, one time I uh, was getting Starbucks just, at, you know, early in the morning, drive through NL.A., and the person in front of me paid for my coffee. And oh. the person told me like, oh, the, the car in front of you paid your coffee. And that was like an amazing day to start my day. You know, that was like such a lovely thing to do. So maybe you can do that too.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, a if, there's a, if there's a Starbucks near you, let me know. I, can, I, I haven't tried it in another country, but I'm pretty sure it will work because I just apply they integrated very nicely, and this is not a Starbucks advertisement by any means. We're not in partnership <laughs> with Starbucks, unless you want to reach out Starbucks. But it's they, they integrated the NFT well, and they give you a coupon call, code daily, and you can activate on your Starbucks app, which I found very neat. So just through that, I've been able to give my friends a lot of Starbucks. So yeah, if you find one near you, let, let's try it out.
1: Yeah. And uh, I mean, I didn't tell for me. I said, you know, you could do it to the car behind you because I think it would make their day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, my car would be you. So I'm going to try to give one to uh, someone in another country. That'd be a great test. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I would love to have you come back to talk more about AI because it really seems that you guys are tuned in. You guys already activated the chat box. You guys are already building the autonomous NFT trader. And, and in AI, it's, I would like to say that is more than dog years, right? One day is probably like 21 days. It's moving lightning speed. And I imagine the conversation we have today in the next month, we're gonna look back and like, why were we talking about that? So, uh, um, I see great things. Like you mentioned, I see AI, um, uh, helping a lot of people personally. So I, I look forward to seeing all the advancements that you guys have. And I'll put all the links for as you want down below. So they know how to connect with the platform also with yourself. And yeah, but before we leave, there's anything that you want to let us know, like what's next um, or anything about you want that you would like to let us know?
1: Well, first, thank you so much for having me and I would love to come and, you know, I'll chat about AI ethics as much as you want, you know, from <laughs> music to IP to the input that we're putting in. It's, it's a fascinating topic and I think one of the most important things that we can talk about in 2023 and probably going forwards. And uh, yeah, just, I would love to hear feedback. Like I mentioned, we really want to build with the community and have people come and try it out and tell us what they think. We have a form on our website that you can let us know uh, what you want to see or what you don't like, because uh, we care, really, we actually care about your thoughts, so. Um, yeah, we're, we're excited and excited to see what's going to happen with AI and bartering and, and new pathways of trading. So I would love to hear your thoughts as well. And uh, I, appreciate, um, I appreciate coming on this podcast and chatting with awesome. you. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs>